peace everyone my name is Ortex Mohammed. thank you so much for coming on board and listening to my podcast this podcast is called Birthing Spotlight Birthing Spotlight is a platform where we are committed to working together with families sharing their birth stories some people will be sharing their journey through pregnancy to birth did you know that black women and children are five times more likely to die in childbirth Did you know that mothers and children are vulnerable for at least 1,000 days after delivery? This can be due to clots, infection, sudden infant death syndrome and other complications. Remember this, no two births are the same. We will be listening to different strategies which women have used to get them through their birth experiences. Please come and share your birth story so that we can learn from each other, grow together, support positive birthing and aftercare. Thanks for listening. Any questions, please email us at birthingspotlight at gmail.com. Thank you. Peace everyone. Thank you so much for coming on to my my podcast, Birthing Spotlight. Birthing Spotlight is a platform where families can come and share their birth experiences and talk about the continuity of care after they've had their baby or babies. And today we have a very special guest and her name is Thelma. And Thelma has four children. She had a single turn up with her first pregnancy. Her second pregnancy, she had triplets. And her third pregnancy, she had twins. Thelma is a very humble sister and she's come on board to share her birth stories with us today. Thelma, how are you? I am, I am. Hello. Fantastic. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm well, thank you very much. Thank you. Today, you're going to share your birth stories. So go ahead, Thelma, when you're ready. I will. Okay. Hello everybody and thank you Hortense for having me on your podcast. Um, I'd like to share my story. Um, I have four children and um, the first one was a singleton, she's 26 years old. Second was triplets, um, 18 years old and twins, both age six years old now. My first pregnancy, um, I had toxemia, um, which I think the name, they call it preeclampsia now. And um, it was just at um, 30 weeks, I went for um, an antenatal appointment and um, just a routine, regular antenatal appointment and when she took my blood pressure <clears throat> and done the urine test, she asked me what I was, what I've been doing. And I said, nothing, why? She said, your blood pressure's sky high and you've got five grams of protein in your urine. I, I didn't know what she was talking about, but anyway, and um, she said, I'm going straight to the hospital, no going home for anything. And she drove me there in her car. That's how bad it was, I didn't really severity of it at the time I didn't have any symptoms whatsoever and she did ask me if I've been seeing flashing objects if I've had headaches if I've got any swellings 
anywhere and I'm a very active athletic person and I didn't notice any of these symptoms with myself. Um, three days into being in hospital, I was woken at night and rushed to theatre. Um, they done an emergency delivery with my first child. Um, she was born weighing one pound 14 and a half. Um, she was premature and she was in the Skaboo <coughs> unit, I think, I think, I can't remember the name. That yes, Skaboo. Yes. Um, special care unit. And, um... So, can I ask you, was that because you, what, did you go into labour while they rushed you to the theatre? Uh, I, I, re- I think they monitored my blood pressure and it was sky high. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, blood pressure. So they said they needed to do an emergency cesarean. Um, a lot was going on. I didn't refuse because I didn't know what was happening. Um, and I just woke up later on to see my husband and my mum in, in the theatre and a Polaroid picture of my baby. And she was the first person I wanted to see, but unfortunately she was in the special care unit. So, um Anyway, I think later on in the day, they took me down to see her. Um, and she was doing really well, actually, considering. Um, when I was fit enough, I expressed, you know, milk for her. They told me that it's best premature babies receive milk. So that's what I've done. Um, to get her off, I think it's the salt and water that they were giving her at the time. Um, after that, um, as she grew, they said I must put her on the breast. Didn't know how to do that because she was so tiny, but they they were really good. They helped in the special care unit and gave me a pillow for the weight, to hold the weight up. So she latched on perfectly well and everything was going good. And 10 weeks later, she came home. Um, and you know the care, the care was intense, but you know she's she's doing well and she's she's perfect. Um, with my second pregnancy, um, that was about much years later. Eight eight years later, went into um, I got pregnant again. And um, I was pregnant with triplets. Um, When I went for the scan, they told me I was pregnant with triplets. And that came as a very big surprise. Um, A very big surprise. Um, And when, before I went to see the obstetrician, um, I went to see a doctor in the hospital and they said that they offered me they offered me um, termination they said I can terminate one of the pregnancies and um, I said no why Why would I want to do that and why would we even want to do that um, they didn't give no explanation as to why um, or why they offered it or they just said if you want counselling I can have it I said no we don't we don't need anything 
Um, anyway, um, we went to see the obstetrician after that, and um, he just told us, yes, you're pregnant with triplets. That was it. <laughs> Nothing else. Um, anyway, I just went for my routine um, antenatal appointments after that, and um, I remember my obstetrician kept saying, we're going to get you to 30 weeks at least. Um, 30 weeks. If we can get you to 30 weeks, that's good. If we can get you to 31 weeks, that's even better. They kept pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. By the time it was 20 weeks, they said two of the babies are smaller than the other the single to the other baby because they weren't all in the same um, sack and the twins were sharing um, and um, they said they wasn't growing as fast as the other one anyway I managed to get to 26 weeks with them and um, I was brought into hospital at 26 weeks and they said um, the twins are not growing they're very small for the term that I was at for 26 weeks um, I think it was on the second night they said I went for um, monitoring and they said they can't get a heartbeat from the twins um, they couldn't they couldn't get a heartbeat, couldn't feel no, see no heartbeat. And then they done an internal and then I was told that um, they can see a limb and this really frightened me. Um, I was really scared at this point because I didn't understand what was going on, why all this was happening. Um, so can ask you, what was the limb? You said they saw a limb? Of one of the babies, yes. What does that mean? Don't mind sharing. I'm, I'm, I, I really don't know myself. I think they were saying okay. they were going into spontaneous, is it a spontaneous labour or some spontaneous abortion? Was the term, um, was the terminology one of the um, medical team use spontaneous abortion. Right. I thought, what's that? Um, I remember them giving me something, some tablets. I don't know what they were. Right. While I was up in theatre, um, they gave me some tablets. And after that, I remember three cots being in the room. It was a very big room. I remember about six, six to ten medical staff been in the room also and um, then they said told me that I had to do a vaginal birth vaginal delivery because the, you know the twins basically died inside me and you know that I need to do a vaginal delivery um, so that's what was that's what happened and I then they sutured, you know, sutured my, me up down there 
so they said that they need to do that or they've done that because they need to keep the singleton inside me. Um, I don't know when they've done all that, they've done it. <laughs> um, and then two weeks after that, I went into labour with, with the third triplet. Um, he was born weighing one pounds eleven, one pounds eleven and a half, and he was in is it neonatal special care unit, neonatal unit, um, for a while as well. With his brothers, with his brothers. I was still pregnant with the third triplet when I had to um, bury them. You know, we done we done a funeral. Um, yes, ma'am. Take your time. One minute, okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Anyway, they said that they didn't want me to go to the funeral because um my blood pressure was high. They said my blood pressure was high, and that out. If if I leave the hospital, it's all on me. At this point, my obstetrician wasn't caring for me. It was another guy, another man. He was horrible. He was really horrible. Um, I asked my obstetrician, they said he's gone away and he's no longer caring for you. We are. Uh, I said to them, I have to go to this funeral because I didn't see my twins, I didn't see the babies. Um, I did have a Polaroid picture of them though, but I didn't see them. Right, did any of your family see them? My husband and his mother saw them, well, went to see them, but um, it wasn't even them that they seen. My husband's mother, being a devout Christian, she prayed when she didn't see these babies. And my husband came back and told me that the babies that they saw wasn't our children, wasn't our boys. I said, why? He said they didn't have any eyes. And the babies had eyes. 
Anyway, they complained to the hospital. They apologised and gave us a letter and said they're very sorry for the mistake that they had made. And we left it as that because I was still pregnant and I didn't want to get stressed. My fear tripped baby inside me. Anyway, we, we buried them and they went back to the hospital. And like I said, it all happened fast. It was quick, funeral. And not so long after that, a few days I went into labour with the third triplet. And... Um, <laughs> thing is, I had a caesarean with him and when they were cutting me, I could feel everything because I had the epidural so I wasn't under a general at the time. I could feel them cutting and it was the same doctor, it was the same obstetrician that said I couldn't go to the funeral that was doing the surgery. And um, I said, I can feel everything. And then um, I remember um, they started cutting again. And I had to shout out in theatre. I said, I can feel everything. I could feel them cutting me. That's when they gave me a general and told my husband to leave the room because I think when you have a general, you can't be in theatre. Okay. Um, and um, they put me out and continued with the cesarean. Same as the first pregnancy when I woke, my son was in, in neonatal unit. Mm. I didn't ask no questions because I was still trying to grieve trying and I say use the word trying because it was hard to grieve while I'm trying to nurse um, a newborn baby because I was expressing for him as well and providing milk for him lots of it too because I remember every time I went to the freezer there was stats with him being premature that can only go through so much amount of milk and <laughs> I used to say to my daughter, I'm sure, my husband, I'm sure they're taking my milk. Because every time I go to the freezer, ones that are frozen is not there, you know. That's fine if they needed to feed other babies whose parents wasn't supplying milk. They could use my milk, you know. Why have that liquid gold go to waste? Um, So, my son was in special care unit for about seven, seven weeks. 
I think I came home wearing just under four pounds. Same care, iron, phosphate, known to have got bigger and stronger. Just let me go back to my first pregnancy as well. I remember because my daughter was premature. And, you know, they, they at that time in the 90s, they gave um, babies BCG vaccination. And um, my daughter was discharged from the hospital weighing just under four pounds as well, I remember. But she had to go back for this BC vaccination when she weighed about five pounds or more. And we took her back. And I remember clearly that, you know, she was a little fighter. She didn't want to be held down to be vaccinated. <laughs> and, um, this time she was about three months old, but she would have been about, say, a week old if she went full term. And um, she was vaccinated eight to ten times the normal dose of the BC2 vaccination. Um, so basically, she was overdosed with that um, that vaccination. Um, 800 babies that had been vaccinated at this same said hospital was also overdosed with eight to ten times the required dose of the BCG vaccination. So um, that, that's just something I wanted to throw in as well. Yes, ma'am. But going back to the the um, triplet pregnancy, I remember when I was in, in the hospital, when I had been brought in because um, they, they said that was high risk and, you know, I don't recall being put on bed rest or, you know, proper the care. I didn't feel the care with this pregnancy, with my triplet pregnancy was, um, was great. Um, when I found out I was pregnant and I was pregnant with triplets, the midwife, the community midwife that I had got, she was due to retire that year. And I remember her boasting to everybody, oh, I've got a patient with, with triplets and, you know, natural triplets. And, you know, she, she was so much happy about that than the actual care of myself you know um, because I think I was one of the last patients for that year and being pregnant with triplets was, was even better for her um, so I don't remember getting any brilliant advice from her or anything I was working at the time a full-time job and um as, as, as an administrator and at four months pregnant I went off <laughs> that's how bad that, that's how um, 16 to 20 weeks pregnant yeah 16 to 20 weeks pregnant I went off from work 
because I, I just couldn't do the job. I felt ill, really ill. And um, I stayed home during that time and rested. Um, I don't remember or recall being advised on any particular care plan at all by the midwife. When I went into hospital, I remember a lot of the nurses on the ward were more interested in whether my pregnancy was IVF or whether it was natural and, you know, I, I didn't answer any of the questions. I said, if you want to know, you can look in my notes. I'm more distressed about being brought into hospital, you know, um, than whether my pregnancy is natural or IVF. I told them if they want to know, they must look in my notes or why their boss fed that information to them. Why are they asking me? Um, when I had my son, um, I, I, they didn't give me anything to eat in, in, in the hospital. They said that I had to, you know, because I had a cesarean. I was on the trip and you know I couldn't eat anything. Um, I said, well, how do I have the strength to to express and feed my baby if I can't eat? You know, so it was, it was on the ward. The the, the midwives on the ward. It wasn't very nice. It wasn't pleasant at all. Um, but in neonatal unit, you know, it was just mixed information. Mixed information from the ward. And then, because the ward's saying, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. But upstairs in, in neonatal, they're saying you have to do this and you have to do that. Because upstairs in neonatal, they're more, they're, they're more interested in the care of the preterm baby, you know, and um, downstairs in on on the wall was um, they were more interested in the care of the mother, so it was really confusing as to what to do because, um, you know, and then being put on a ward where there's other mums and babies crying and. You've just lost babies and you've got a baby in special care and you don't know if that baby's going to survive. Wasn't very nice either. That wasn't nice at all. Anyway, I left the hospital and uh, my son was still in special care unit. It was a very hard time. Because um, everywhere I went, <laughs> I seen twins on my daily outs and about. Oh, I could see twins everywhere, which really made me. Yeah, felt really sad. Because I was still grieving, I was still trying to grieve, getting time to grieve. 
feel like biting the sauce sometimes. Take your time, don't be hard on yourself. You know, sometimes you just feel, what did you do wrong? What could you have done better? You know. You did the best that you could do with what you knew at the time. Right, when I went for my, my uh, discharge from the hospital, the obstetrician, he said, he said, this is the exact words he used, have I absorbed yet my loss? Wow. wow. I absolutely. Daddy told me that. Ever get pregnant again? I'll get pregnant with multiples again. <laughs> How can someone predict something like that? So, what was his prediction? That if I get pregnant again, I'll be pregnant. I'll conceive multiples. Twins are okay. one. Okay. Yeah. He did. And 12 years later, that's exactly what happened. Oh, we give thanks. <laughs> you are very blessed. You're so blessed. You're so special. You're more special than you may even realise. You're very special. But it was the scariest time, okay? It was. But coming back 12 years later and being pregnant with twins, and even though I was meant to be happy, I was sad I had mixed emotions. Bearing in mind, I'm a little bit older, you know, but it was scary because all I'm thinking, am I going to lose these twins? Yeah. So I had real mixed emotions. I couldn't even be happy about it. Wow. I'm dead. At my hospital visits, <laughs> they said I'm high risk and everything started flooding back. Wow. 
say I ticked every single box for high risk. I remember visiting the hospital and being told that this may happen, that may happen, you know, this is gonna happen. At this point, I was more wise. I was wiser when it comes to pregnancies. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm not gonna do any of the tests. I'm not gonna let them do any internals. I'm fine. I am fine, I'm leaving it in the hands of God. This pregnancy is gonna be fine. And I followed my heart. I looked after myself. I ate well. I exercised and I felt great in this pregnancy even though I was old when I ticked every high risk box. 43 years old, two cesareans, four babies before this, you know, my first one and three and triplets and now twins, high risk, including preeclampsia previously, it's a lot, and high blood pressure. I said, no, none of this is going to happen this time. I'm going to have get to 30 odd weeks. I'm going to have these babies and they're going to come home with me. You know. And lo and behold, I got to 35 weeks, which is normal for most twin pregnancies, you know. Which is, you know, can well. It's acceptable, 35, 36 weeks, twins. And um, I remember being at my mum's and I said to my daughter, I think I'm going into labour. Because she goes, Mum, have you had a show? what's that <laughs> because all the other pregnancies was with were emergencies emergency you know what we call water's breaking i never experienced that prior i didn't experience shows i didn't know what all that was because you know i just wanted a pregnancy to be a normal a normal right I wanted to experience all the things other girls have talked about, other women have talked about, you know, water's breaking, what's that, what does that feel like, you know, labour pain, what's labour pain, what does that feel like, you know, I wanted to experience, people used to say I'm crazy, why do you experience all that, you know, because I've never had it, I don't know what you're talking about, I, don't, I can't join in these conversations, you know. And then um, I said, oh, I think I've had a show. I think, no, I think this, she came and she goes, she goes, well, you've had a show. She goes, yeah. You know, I said, but I feel, I don't feel good. She goes, okay, well, we'll go to the hospital. And me and my daughter, and my husband stayed home, me and my daughter went. And they put something around my stomach to monitor. 
and I said, yeah, you definitely going into labour, you know, with the twins. And uh, they, um, I remember the next day, it was a Monday, Monday afternoon, and I said, um, brought me down to theatre, and um, I was asked if I wanted um, a vaginal delivery, and you know, I was thinking, vaginal delivery, I've never had one of them, vaginal delivery, I'm scared, don't want one of those, <laughs> even though as bad as it may seem, I did want one, yes, but, um, I did want a vaginal delivery, um, but I didn't have one, why? Because I met a girl who I've had children before. She had cesareans, a couple of children. And in a third pregnancy, she was pregnant with twins. And she told me that she went to have a vaginal delivery because she's had cesareans prior to that. She ruptured while doing a vaginal delivery. And the, they had to end up doing the cesarean on the second twin and that frightened me badly. <laughs> I thought, wow, I'm not going to go through all that. Turn around and then have a C-section. So that's all I could think about, the fact that I've had, you know, because I've had cesareans before, um, being pregnant with triplets before, I just thought, oh, my body's might be too weak to do a vaginal delivery. And plus, no one explained what I think now they call it a V. Is it a V back? Yeah, V back. That's correct. Yeah, no one. Had, I only learned that afterwards. No one explained to me prior to that that I could have one. I always believed that if you've had cesareans, at least more than two, two or more. It's, it's cesareans all the way, you know. No one told me, no, none of the care, midwives, nobody said, you know, you can have a feedback, you know, with this pregnancy. No one said, no one told me, no one prepared me. All they said is that I was high risk. That's all I got. Otherwise, if I had the support, I would have went for that. I truly would have went for it, but anyway, I had one. I had them, cesarean, epidural again, so I was awake. Um, it wasn't as bad as the treatment, so I couldn't feel them cutting, but I could feel them tugging. <laughs> I could feel them tugging. I had one stubborn twin that she was far up and she was like, I could feel them tugging, pulling and tugging. Anyway, it was a successful delivery and I heard my babies cry. Wow, that was such a thing. Whoa. I heard them cry. Never heard that before because it was like an emergency cesarean. And I had a general with the previous pregnancies, deliveries. 
And that's all I needed, really, to hear. My babies cried on, on delivery. It was the best thing. Just to hear them cry when I delivered them. I couldn't believe it when I heard them crying. I was like, is that my babies? I shouted out and said, yes. And my auntie that was there in, in the theatre, my husband and my woman, my daughter and my son, they stayed out in the waiting room. I said, is that my babies? And the man said, yes, got two lovely baby girls. They wrapped them up and they brought them to me and put them on my chest. Gosh, it was the best feeling ever. It was the best feeling ever. Anyway, one of them, because she was just three pounds odd, just over three pounds, which was three pound eight, took her to neonatal. They said that they had to be at least four pounds to stay with you. Uh, but she didn't have to be put on an incubator, uh, just just put in the bed and, you know, um, just be watched so her weight could gradually get to four pounds. So I was on the ward with my uh, other baby, he was four pounds eight. So there was a pound between them, a pound between them both. <sighs> While I was on the ward, I was, in, I was in hospital for about five days before I got discharged. Uh, it was hard to look after the one that I had in the room with me um, because I had a cesarean and <laughs> I've never had to roll over and pick up a baby and feed, feed the baby before so it was all a different experience it was it was it was hard to you know having a cesarean and because you're just in pain you know, but having that baby in the arms took away the pain. Yeah. Feeding the baby. At the same time, it was still mentally and emotionally hurting because the other baby wasn't there. And my mind was just in two places all the time. And all I could think about was my other baby in special care unit. I felt, it, it, even though I knew she was there, she, I just felt like at a loss. She needed to be in the room with me and her sister and her twin sister. So I found that difficult. I just felt like it wasn't fair. <laughs> anyway, when I was strong enough on the same day, I went down to neonatal. I wanted to see her. My husband went down, everybody said she's doing well, but I needed to see her. 
when I went down, I could hear her crying. <laughs> I brought, I pushed, I pushed her sister in the car all the way to the neonatal unit. And put them side by side and together. And I spent long periods there with them both on my chest, feeding them both, you know. It was hard to get the smaller one to feed from the breast. She wasn't that strong, but she was getting expressed milk. Ten days later, she was discharged, and it was the best time of our lives. Just having them both, you know, it wasn't it wasn't weeks, it wasn't months later. It was just days. Just having them both there days later was a new experience for me. Even after having two babies prior to that, it was all of a new experience. And even to this day, I still give thanks because I still can't believe myself that I got to 35 weeks. And in my, in, as an older mum as well, I let like ticking over the boxes for high-risk pregnancy that I had two perfect babies at 35 weeks weighing one four pounds eight and the other three pounds eight. It's a blessing. Definitely. It's a blessing. That faith, I had faith, I said, you know. Drag through the mud before I'm not gonna go through it again. You know, so yeah, I, was, I just remember just going home and just crying. I was like, the other side as champions regardless of what we go through we're champions you know and we have to don't be hard on yourself I'm saying don't beat yourself up you've been through a lot and you've come out on the other side and you can bear witness and tell your story your story will help other women because there are lots of women out there 
that have been through similar experiences as yourself and they've never had the opportunity to, to share it with anyone. Yeah. You know, and hopefully your story will help other women to open up and talk about their birth experiences. Even though there's, there's been a lot of questions that I want or wanted to ask. Yes, ma'am. You know, I didn't ask them. Well, uh, you, the way you can get the questions asked, depending on the question, what, to, what type of question were you thinking of? I want, I want with, with my second pregnancy in the triplets, I wanted... There were so much questions I wanted to ask, but I didn't ask them. Like? The care, why why wasn't I cared for properly, you know? Why was my, my, my husband and my mother-in-law shown, you know, how did that happen, the mix-up with the babies? Right. So to get some of the answers, to get some answers, I don't know if you'll get all the answers that you want, but to get some answers, what you can do, you can request for your baby's medical record. Because up to 25 years, you can request the birth records under the Freedom of Information Act. So you can contact the hospital where you birth your children. And you can, you'd have to put it in writing. So you um, find out the name of the hospital. Once you know the name, well, contact the name of the hospital via email. So if you go on the internet and you Google the name of that particular hospital and you can send a request asking for the records and there's things in the record that can answer some of your questions. Wow, I didn't know that. So that's one way you can get some answers. Thank you for that, I didn't know that. Yes ma'am. So that's something that you can start looking into. Send them an email and say, you know, give them the date when the children were born. Mm-hmm. And um, you can give the date when they passed. They may ask for um, birth certificates. Did you get birth certificates? Um, for my son and death certificates for the twins, yeah. Right. So they may ask for the Also, on the death certificate, it will have the date of their birth. That's right, yes. So if they ask for copies of those, you can send them as an attachment. When you send the email, right. you send those as an attachment to say, these are the dates, these are the dates when they were born, these are the dates when they passed, and I want that. I'm requesting for a copy of the medical record. Ah. Thanks for that, I, I really wasn't aware. I'll do that. Yes, ma'am. So I know you've been through a lot and you've come through the other side a champion. Because we all go through trials. Each and every single one of us go through trials, you know, but um we deal with the trials and you've come out on the other side and there are ways where you can get answers. Yeah, because sometimes we have questions. See, this is what that's why it's good to talk. You know, because when we, when, we, when we talk and speak aloud, you know, then we can get people that can help us 
to bring closure sometimes you think well there's something you know i need i need closure for this but i need to get certain answers in order for me to get closure you know and there's ways there's always ways in which we can get answers for ourselves yes yes there is yes so Thelma I thank you so much so much for sharing your birth story with us today um, very humbling experiences and I would like to ask you if you were to um, give some advice to families who went through a similar situation to yours what would you advise today what you know now. Okay. Did you order this? Yes, mummy ordered them. Thank you. Put them down. What, it's something, it's a mummy's sewing. Sorry about that. No, no worries. <laughs> I would advise um Um, for um, mums who do a lot of research um, regarding um, your pregnancy, their pregnancy. Um, don't let them, don't let them scare you. Um, you know, there's nobody that knows your body better than yourself um sometimes they're right but sometimes they are so wrong um look after yourself and if there's anything you need to know questions that's yeah that's that's the questions can you call that (laughs) thank you very much um, Thelma for coming on board sharing your experience I thank you to everyone come back to um, Birthing Spotlight and I hope you learned something from these birth experiences that mothers fathers, families are coming on this platform to share and take care of yourself everyone and I look forward to the next podcast thank you very much, Velma, thank you very much thank you